I want to invite you to look at the paper that you got with your order of service. It um, has a colorful wheel on one side, and if you flip over to the back, it has a blank wheel. That's for you to use later if you want. Um, this is called a Wheel of Life Assessment. For now, you can just look at the front, um, the the colorful side. Um, as it says on the paper, there are many variations. I just like the categories on this one for our purposes today. And um, I didn't have to recreate, I didn't have to reinvent the wheel, so to speak. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, if you don't like these categories, you can do your own when you get home, or um, you can change these as I go through them. But um, I'm going to go through each of these categories and just give you some questions or some thoughts about what each uh, each one is so that you have an idea. You certainly are free to make up for what yourself what it means for you. Um, and so the idea is that you take a pen, and there should be one in the backs of the, in the little slots on the back, but you take a pen and you put a dot uh, anywhere from the center to the outside on the spoke, on the center of that, of each of the colors. And, um, with closer in being less content with where you are right now in this area and 10 being that you're very content or could not be happier about this area. So here are, here are some of the questions about it. So under the business and career, and I added studies to this section, is your career and or education where you want it to be? Are you heading in the right direction? Are you learning what you want to learn? You can think about that. Under finance and wealth, are you earning enough income to satisfy your current needs? Are you financially set up to be comfortable? And are you living within your means? Again, not so, not so great and more to the center and really great out to the outside of the circle. Health and fitness, how physically healthy are you? Are you satisfied with your level of fitness? Are you satisfied with what you eat? Are you doing what you can to be as healthy as you can be right now? Social and friends, are your friends supportive of you? Are you engaging friends and socializing to your satisfaction levels? And family, is your family supportive of you? Are you supportive of your family? Are you making time to be together as a family, however you define family in your life right now? And then with love, do you feel loved? How often are you expressing love to others? Recreation and fun, are you enjoying your life and making it fun? Are you satisfied with the level of activity that you do? And contribution. We all need a path of contribution to give something back to this world. Are you happy with how you are a member of society? How would others rate your contribution to society or to them as individuals? How are you helping to heal the world? Are you, are you offering yourself and <clears throat> what you have as a gift to this world, as a gift to others? Personal growth, how focused are you on personal growth? Are you satisfied with your direction? Are you trying new experiences and seeking to learn about yourself, about others? And spiritual, how connected are you to the inner and outer world? 
Are you satisfied with your relationship with your spiritual being or with your spiritual beingness and self-image? Do you think of your abilities highly? Do you respect and love yourself? And do you appreciate yourself? And so what you would do if you have done this or if you haven't is to, you would look at all the little dots and then you would connect them from one to the other, making uh, until what you have would be a circle if all the dots were in the same place. But, you know, it might be a little jagged because some things might not be as, you know, close in or some, th- some things may be farther out than others. <clears throat> Some might have a rounded circle, but it might be very close to the center. So is there room for expansion? Is one area way out on the outer edge and another is way close in? Is there potential for contentment or expansion in any or all of the areas? And there's no right or wrong about this. There's only what is in this moment right now. And we can love what is and also decide that we might like to give some attention to shifting something in our lives that we may be unhappy with if it's within our power to change it. Where we are on this wheel today may be completely different than we would have scored it last year or last month or 10 years ago or even last night if something happened between now and then. And it may be entirely different in 10 years as well. All of our experiences make us who we are, and they make others who they are. So much of life's journey depends on our personalities and also what we're born into and where we come from. Which country or area of this country did we grow up in? Were we, did we grow up in the city or in a rural area? Did we grow up with a faith tradition? And if so, what was it? Or did we not grow up in a faith tradition at all? Our race, our social class, our economic status of our parents and our grandparents. And yes, our journeys depend also on the choices that we have made and how we choose to think and feel about what happened to us. When I moved to California, I was planning to go there for two years. I was going to study holistic health, get my certification, move back to the mountains of North Carolina. I came from the coast, moved back to the mountains of North Carolina, where I would study pottery for two years. Then I was going to find a way to open a retreat center that combined healing and arts, especially for women. A few months after I arrived in San Diego, I walked down to the beach and sat there one day doing some writing, and I, I thought about leaving, and it broke my heart. There was such a wave of grief that came over me, I burst into tears. <clears throat> in San Diego, I studied bodywork and massage transformational hypnotherapy and healing. I learned about meridians and chakras, the astral body, and and about the time that it takes to heal a body and and a spirit and a soul. As you may know, I stayed in San Diego. I never studied pottery. I let go of a long-term relationship with someone I could not and did not trust. 
and I met my best friend Joyce there. I got involved in the first UU Church of San Diego. I um, got very involved in the Earth-Centered Spirituality Circle. Later, I was hired at that congregation as the Young Adult and Campus Ministry Coordinator. I met my husband when he was in San Diego for for the wedding of a mutual friend. I answered the call to ministry. And I went to seminary. My husband, who is also a minister, went into search, and he found the UU Congregation of Fairfax in Oakton. He was called there in 2015, and we left San Diego. Since he was my husband and all, I thought it would be nice if I moved with him. (laughs) But I find myself now living in Northern Virginia 25 years after first moving to San Diego. There were many, many little and big choices along the way. My heart was broken many times in those 25 years. It has been a crooked path, but it led me here to you. I'm sure that most of you have your own crooked paths. I think of that family circus cartoon in the Sunday comics that shows the mother saying to her child, Billy, after, he fi- after Billy finally arrives home from school, Billy, I've been worried about you. Where have you been? And Billy says, just walking home from the bus stop. But the actual picture shows that he got off the bus stop about a half a block away. He climbed over a fire hydrant, crossed the street to pet a dog, played in the park on the swings, talked to a neighbor working on their car, played a little catch with another kid in the street, climbed over a rock, ran into the mail carrier, climbed a tree, stopped for another dog, and must much, much more before finally making it home to his own door. Billy also travels a crooked path. Our lives are often defined by the detours we take, those that we choose and those that we don't. We can ask ourselves how how our lives may have been different if we had made different choices or if other things had happened. But other things didn't happen, and we made the choices we made. And we have the lives we have, sometimes by our own choices and sometimes by societal systems and structures that are put upon us and sometimes by things that just happen to us. We seldom go directly from point A to point B. We take the circuitous route. When things happen to get in our way, we adjust and adapt so that our path becomes not straight and narrow, but a path that gives our lives shape and color and makes it interesting, more interesting than it perhaps would have been. My friend Joyce and I used to talk about how much easier life would be, how much better we would be and could be, how much more spiritual, how much a more spiritual life we could live if it just weren't for other people. As another friend says, humans, they're everywhere. If we could just live by ourselves like a monk on a mountain or in a cave, well, then we could be aligned with the divine all the time. That was a saying. But I know that that isn't really living. It's not really living an authentic life. Not for most of us, anyway. It's that interdependent web that you use are so fond of. We need each other 
To be human is to be divine. When we run into tr- where we run into trouble is not appreciating the connection that we have with others and valuing the process of relationships. And sometimes we get so much into how to do things right, it just trips us up. We think we have to have these measurable goals. You've heard of it. you've heard this, I know. Measurable goals. And I'm not knocking that those are not valuable at times. <clears throat> But we have been taught and trained to insist on it. We look at how many friends we have or how much money we earn or we set those goals at the beginning of the year and we try to achieve them. We look at how we look, if we're a church, we might look at how many people are in attendance or how many kids are enrolled in RE. We end up valuing quantity over quality. And we fill our lives with things instead of having a fulfilling life. How does it show up for us? Well, we forget to value the quality of our relationships and the process of how we build relationships with others and the time it takes. We forget to consider others, and I mean those close to us and the collective others, in decisions that we make, from little little small decisions to large decisions about the world. And we start to avoid conflict at all cost. And emotions and feelings start to cause us discomfort. And then we think that content is more important than process. That's how we know when we're more into quantity than quality. So do you watch the baking championships, the British Bake Off and all that? So you know that, like, so a bunch of bakers come together, and then there are these judges, and they bake things, and then the judges taste them, and they say things like, it's delicious, but I didn't get enough bourbon, or there was no cherry on mine, or... um or soggy bottom. That's right. Exactly. Or mm, it's just a little bit underdone. It's unfortunate, they say. It's unfortunate. That's what they say. It's unfortunate. Um, but the, the worst to me is this, um, when they look and they say, look at her cupcake and look at my cupcake. And it's this much difference. And they talk about how you have to be consistent. And that consistency is about is about the quality of it, but it also is so tied in to quantity. And I think about that <clears throat> in our own lives and, 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 and the measured life and how we're so careful, and at times that is exactly what we need. Often it is exactly what we need. And sometimes things cannot be measured. The value of a friendship cannot be measured. The value of a relationship cannot be measured. <clears throat> so what I wonder about if, is if quality of life most often depends on our connection. Our connection our inner and outer connection, our connection with our own spiritual beingness and our connection to other people, our connection to the planet, 
What if we looked at how honest we are about our emotions and our feelings, even if only to ourselves? What if, the, what if we use those as a gauge? And what if we valued relationship over doing it right? And what if we got clear about our values and lived according to those? Billy from Family Circus gets it, I think. He meandered all through his neighborhood, connecting with as much as possible, finally arriving at home. Our closing song is about connection. It's about, it's being sung now in many spaces that are trying to, to create change, that are working for change. It recognizes the interconnection we have and the promises that we bring each other along on the journey and that we companion each other on this journey. I don't know anyone in this room whose journey has been without some stumbling stones, some rocks in the way, or even some huge boulders. But here we all are. Our success rate at making it through so far is 100%. I also know that we don't make it entirely on our own. Wayne Dyer said, we are all just walking each other home. And so this closing song is from the Book of Ruth. Where you go, I will go, beloved. And it is a song that for those who insist on living their lives with compassion and inclusion in our society. Please rise in body or spirit. And um, we're going to play this through once. <clears throat>